0: Awesome. Three, two, one. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Shake Sales. I'm your host, Maggie Bloom, the sales evangelist at Mailshake. And today we have Anthony Natoli. He is an enterprise AE at Lattice, and he's been absolutely killing it on LinkedIn lately. He's even come out with his own prospecting playbook, and I'm just super excited to talk with him today about his journey in sales and mental health. But Anthony, thanks for being on here. Do you mind giving a quick introduction?
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So um, you definitely laid out kind of where I'm at now, but um, to give a bit of background on how I got here, when I graduated college, really had no idea what I wanted to do. Like most people stumbled into sales. uh, And my first job out of college was like mortgage sales. So a lot of cold calling. Uh, dealing with some heavy personalities given the mortgage <laughs> industry. So built yeah. a really thick skin and then got myself into SaaS, uh, progressed from you know an SDR, got promoted in nine months to AE, and um, I really haven't looked back since. So I'm excited to be here, excited to talk about a topic in mental health and how it correlates with sales, uh, which is, a like I said, a topic that I, I'm really passionate about. So I'm uh, pumped to be here.
0: Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. And I feel like that's totally everyone's story of just falling into sales and (laughs) not really knowing what you want to do. And then here we are today, like X amount of years later and completely loving it. So had a similar story as well. And most people I talk to do that too. But just to kick off this conversation, can you tell us a little bit about your journey with mental health and sales?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think from a young age, I was very externally dependent and sales was a great job to feed that part of me because you got the ability to hear yes a lot and also hear no a lot. So Mm -hmm. it fed that dopamine that I was craving to like make myself feel good for so long. Um, And especially with like chasing deals and uh, all that stuff. So, you know, inside and outside of work, My mental health definitely took a toll as my success increased in sales because I was just chasing and chasing for the next thing. And it it never, no, no amount of success never made me feel fulfilled or purposeful. I was just chasing and chasing, um, because at my core, you know, I didn't have a strong wide and have strong core values. And, uh, I felt really burnt out. Like my actions weren't aligned with really anything. I was just. Mm in sales to make money, to feed that ego within me, to make me feel like I was you know good enough, right? Like I belonged. Um, mm-hmm. There got to a point about three years ago where I, I hit a, a tough rock bottom because uh, I wasn't really taking care of myself, developed like a, uh, a load of unhealthy habits. And uh, it was kind of the catalyst to allow me to view sales in a different way where I went on this personal um, journey of like really finding myself and helping myself live and think in a different way, uh, because the previous version of myself, it just wasn't sustainable. And so I learned that, you know, I was good enough and I didn't need, you know, a va- validation from winning a deal or from my manager, or from teammates to know that I was good enough as a, as a person. And so it allowed me to view sales and what I was doing every day through a different lens. And that completely changed the game for me these last mm-hmm. three years. Now I can show up with prospects and my teammates and my manager, not from a place of like, I need this deal or I need to be at mm-hmm. the top of the leaderboard or else I'm not good enough. It's like, you know, I know regardless of if I succeed or if i miss missed my quota, whatever the case is, doesn't make me less of a person. And what that actually allows mm-hmm. me to do is focus more on the things that are actually in my control and less on what's outside of my control so it was really a shift of focusing on the uncontrollables mm-hmm. or uh, shifting away from focusing on the uncontrollables and, and focusing on um what was actually inside of my control
0: yeah awesome well thank you for sharing that and and you know the progress that you've had and you know i've just seen that you talk about on linkedin and tips for other people that you've given it are great and i think you're right like for someone who You know, I've been in the same boat too of like chasing external validation and it's so easy to do that in sales, but it doesn't mean that it's the right thing that you should be doing because yeah, it's like every day you either close a deal or you don't close a deal or you get the yes on the call or you get the no. And it's really easy to start chasing that and hoping like, okay, if I get more yeses, I'm going to be a better person at the end of the day. And it's a pretty sick cycle to fall into. And I think a lot of us do it just even unconsciously just knowing that in our head. So for you to just take a step back, I think that's big because it's not always the easiest thing to take a look at and, and step away from too.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, it's like everyone says, sales is a roller coaster. And I find that the best sales professionals, they don't get too high. They don't get too low. And I I've, I referenced this uh, as the pendulum effect. So mm-hmm. my my old manager at Outreach talked about this where the pendulum can very easily sway you like one way, very yeah. he- easily on any given day. You can get too high or you mm-hmm. can get too low, right? You, get, you close that deal and you're on top of the world yeah. and then you can come crashing down You know when you lose a deal. And so the best sales professionals that I know and the ones that are the most successful are the ones that can stay even keel in mm-hmm. times of chaos and also in, in when they're doing really well. And this goes back to a book I, I read by Tim Grover, who mm-hmm. is, uh, he was the mental conditioning coach and trainer for Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, all these great athletes. And the one constant that each of those athletes had was that they didn't, you know, when there was three seconds left in the game and everything was on the line, they were the person that everyone looked at because they were centered and balanced. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so much to learn from that concept of the pendulum for sales, uh, for salespeople. So I'm right there with you. Um, it's easier said than done, obviously, but, uh, it's a much healthier way to think and live, um, rather than letting your emotions control how you show up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Looking at that person and when you're on a team of just, you know, who's keeping their cool, who can keep that calm attitude about things. And I think it's something that salespeople should definitely borrow too, but you talk about this and you just mentioned it now too of, um, and I really like the way that you put this of chasing controllable inputs and not uncontrollable outcomes. And again, it's one of those things that's definitely easier said than done. Like I've been in situations where, you know, I'm like, that's awesome. I, you know, I'm thinking that way, but then we lose a deal and we don't think that way. Um, so I would say that it's just Easier said than done, but what are some practices sales reps can put into place to make that a reality?
1: Yeah. I think number one, make no doubt about it. Like losing sucks. I think that let's just like call spade a yeah. spade. <laughs> if You think about again, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, they hated to lose, but mm-hmm. they didn't let losing take over how they showed up. They use it as fuel to get better. And I think that's another lesson we can learn, right? Mm -hmm. When we, when, if you think about your brain and your mind and your energy, you only have so much mental capacity to put towards things, right? Like Mm -hmm. thoughts are powerful. And so when I say chase the controllable inputs, not the uncontrollable outcomes, what I mean is when you focus your time and energy on things you can't control, you don't give yourself space and energy to focus on what you actually can control so what mm-hmm. happens is when you lose a deal your mind is so focused on what did i do wrong i'm not you know i'm not good enough i'm not mm-hmm. cut out for this you're not giving yourself space to actually learn from it and actually get better mm-hmm. and so there's tactical things that you can do it's number one Don't ignore the feeling that you feel when you lose a deal because that can be a powerful motivator, Mm -hmm. but also don't let that control how you show up. Learn from it, right? View it as an opportunity to learn lessons and get feedback because in the next deal, you'll find you won't make the same mistakes again and maybe put yourself in a better position. Mm -hmm. The other other scenario that this comes up is uh, SDRs or AEs that are prospecting. We can get so caught up on not having enough pipeline that it actually causes us not to take action. Like we're so worried about things that are outside of our control, it causes inaction, which is like the opposite of what we want. And so tactically what we can do here is say, listen, I've got this quota thing that's put on my, put over my head and it's like this achy thing on my shoulders, that's not gonna go away until I start chipping away at it. And so what are the little things that are inside of my control that I can do every single day that when I'm done with my day, I close my laptop or leave the office, I can be like, damn, well, I did everything that I could possibly do to get closer. Right? So did I actually execute those 25 dials when they're on my calendar? Mm -hmm. Did I actually sequence five new people? Did I actually send those emails? I actually asked for feedback from my manager or was I just so focused on, you know, hitting or missing my quota? And my theory is that if you do enough of the controllable inputs, the days turn into weeks, the weeks turn into months, and then all of a sudden you put yourself in a really good position to let the outcome unfold in your favor.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, I like the way that you put it of, you know... If you're doing those small things every single day, that's going to eventually unfold into those outputs that you want to see, or those outcomes that you, that you want. And we talked about it from the reps perspective, but how do you think sales managers, you know, can enable their team to, to focus on that as well?
1: I think it's having those conversations with them, right. about what's important to them as individuals. Why are they doing this in the first place, right? (laughs) Like, what is their intention? Why do they want to hit quota? And then that gives them a stronger ability to focus on and coach them on the things that they need to do every day to get them to that quota so that they can achieve whatever they want, whether it's saving money for, you know, upcoming wedding or vacation Mm -hmm. The reality is you're not going to be able to do those things unless you do what you have to do every single day. And so I think managers need to take a step back of of thinking about their own quota too and really empower their reps to focus on like the daily actions and reinforce those behaviors Mm -hmm. and create an environment where wins and losses are celebrated equally. Nothing makes me more pissed off than when a manager or a VP only celebrates the people on their team that are winning. Mm-hmm. There's such a massive opportunity when someone loses a deal to celebrate that person too and to give them feedback
0: mm-hmm.
1: because it is a, it's a blessing when you lose a deal because you're going to learn so much from it. So it's like managers that are listening to this celebrate the people that lose deals that may be like down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. and instill confidence in them by reminding them, hey, this is your why that we talked about. This is why you want to succeed. Mm-hmm. But also this is why you were hired in the first place. Remind them, right? It's like you like uh, so many times I see people get hired and then they never talk about why they were hired in the first place when they're kind of down in the dumps. And there's such an opportunity in there to instill confidence in your people when they're at the, when they're at their lowest point when they lose that deal, it's very easy to be a good manager when everything's going well, but yeah. the best managers I know are still in confidence in their reps that maybe aren't doing the best.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you mentioned, celebrating those losses just as much as you'd celebrate a win, but I'm sure that would look differently. And, in- And I, I like the way that you put it because right when you said that, I thought back to like, why was I hired at Mailshake? (laughs) Um, but you're right. I think managers don't really put that, put that out there as much. And it does give that rep confidence where I feel like a lot of our confidence as sales reps should come from obviously internal things. Like, am I doing these daily things to get to where I want to be? Um, and a lot of what we talked about earlier. So like controllable inputs, but then another part of it is like, that's why we do have a manager or a coach, for example, um, you know, reminding us, Hey, this is why you are here because it it can be a lot for a lot of SDRs who join and become SDRs when they're like, what, 22 or 23 years old. And I'm not saying it's impossible for them to think about those things, but I think you need to take that into account when you are a manager talking with people there. So I'm wondering like how does that you know we talked a little bit about the why there um and so like why is it important to either establish that why or even have a why to begin with when you're working in sales
1: Yeah this is something I'm I'm even thinking about now right because like I mentioned I didn't have a strong why or core values or intention of what I was doing And as a result, I was kind of just like winging it. And there was no really purpose behind what I was doing. And so to to reverse engineer it, burnout and anxiety simply stems from when your actions aren't in alignment with your core values, Mm -hmm. integrity. Integrity meaning what you know is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, your your long-term goals that you set for yourself, right? If I think about, A random Wednesday, it can be so, if I don't have a goal or core values or integrity that I've established, it is so easy for me to like, like, well, I'm not going to prospect today. Like, what does it matter? Yeah. Or I'm not going to, you know, this discovery call, it's whatever. But when you have a strong why, a strong intention, a strong purpose, you have integrity and you have a mission that you're on you can start to tie the actions that you are doing every day when you show up to that. And when you start to align those actions with that mission, that purpose, those goals, and you have a strong enough reason behind your why, then that's when special things start to happen and you can realize those goals and you can have an honest conversation with yourself when you're not in alignment when your actions aren't in alignment with those goals integrity purpose intention i think that's why it's so important because you need to give a reason for why you're doing what you're doing every day Mm
0: -hmm.
1: why are you getting on this call like why am i doing this podcast or why do i like to coach (laughs) people one-on-one why do i care about this the sales cycle right for me before three years ago it was about the money and feeding that ego now I have a different why. I'm in sales for a different reason, and I think it's because I have goals, an intention, a purpose, core values, integrity, which allows me to align those actions to that that thing for me, right? Everyone's thing is different, um, and listen, every day is not perfect. There's days I miss prospecting, right? No one's perfect, but the yeah. the reality is. It forces you to get back on track when you Mm -hmm. miss a day, you know, it's the same with the gym, you're going to miss a workout, you're going to eat unhealthy for a day, but if you have that strong, why it's a lot easier to get back on track versus not having that thing. So that that's kind of like the, the reason why I think having a "why" is so critical, um, Mm -hmm. especially as a sales professional.
0: Yeah. And and you brought up a good point of like how your why has shifted, but you're still in sales. You know what I mean? So it's like your what you do and show up every day as that like in the long term has shifted for you of like what is that going to become for yourself? Like before it was focusing on money. Mine had been that at a certain point in sales as well, um, but I'm sure you're probably showing up better than you were before because maybe it has something to do with like you said integrity and the motivation that you have behind it too. Um, so yeah, I just think for anyone listening, that's, that's super important is that, you know, you could still be in the same every day, but if you're, if your why shifts, it could be a totally different experience of how you show up every day in the role that you're doing. Um, so I, I love that you put that there. And of course, yeah, we're not all perfect. I mean, I know there's definitely days where I miss or we show up some days and we don't want to do those specific things. So like, what are some mindset shifts, like, or a couple habits of yours that have helped you, you know, connect with that. Why?
1: Yeah. I think the reality is motivations of feeling
0: mm-hmm.
1: and feelings come and go. Mm-hmm. And that's why majority of new year's resolutions don't come to fruition.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: January one, I'm super excited to go to the gym. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to sign up for a personal trainer or workout class. And then March rolls around, and that person's nowhere to be found, because mm-hmm. motivation comes and go, goes. Motivation can be a very powerful starter,
0: mm-hmm.
1: But the reality is, discipline is the act that replaces motivation when motivation goes away. Mm-hmm. Discipline is showing up on the days that you don't feel like it, and it's doing the things that you don't feel like doing, but you do it like you're super motivated anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I, I'll relate it back to the gym or eating healthy. It's about monotonous consistency. It's like Mm -hmm. very boring acts every day lead you to those goals, like eating salads and grilled chicken and all this stuff every day. Isn't super exciting. Mm -hmm. And there's days where I like, you know, I really want to eat that pizza, Mm -hmm. but I know that's not going to help me get me to my goals. So like, I need to have the discipline to make the right choices. So it's, I think the, the first thing to mention here and the habit is, is practice discipline because discipline is an act. It's a habit that you can develop over time Mm -hmm. and realize that motivation is a feeling. The other thing is having the awareness. So number two is having the awareness that your daily actions and your daily habits dictate your future. Like... Mm -hmm. When I realized that, that if I think about Anthony in five years, what I'm doing right now affects him and Mm -hmm. I could potentially screw him over by not doing the right things today. Like I feel that in my heart, right? Mm -hmm. I think about 90 year old Anthony sitting on his rocking chair every day leading up to that point. Did I put him in the best position to not let him feel disappointed? Like imagine the feeling like that crushes me. So once I realized that, it's like show me your daily choices, show me your daily habits. I'll show you your future. Like there's no way to sugarcoat it or get around it. If you ignore doing the things that you need to do every day long enough, you're going to look in five years and still be in the same place or stuck in the same place. And all of these lessons can be related to sales, right? It's like if you yeah, want a big pipe to say, yeah if, <laughs> you a, meta. If, yeah, if you want a yeah, if you want if you want a lot of pipeline, you want to close a lot of deals, but you ignore the making the right choices, like prospecting today, you're not going to be able to set your future self up for success, right? So number one, discipline over motivation every single day of the week. Number two, Mm -hmm. having awareness that everything that you're doing today, right? When you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. When you say no to something, you're saying yes to something else understand the choices and the habits that you develop or you practice every day, dictate your future self and how that person will feel. And me personally, I can't stomach the thought of not setting my future up for uh, my future self up for success. And so I think that's like a, it was a big wake up call for me. So I think those two um, really like hit me in the face and, you know, lit a fire under me to say, well, I have a lot more of a reason now not to procrastinate and be lazy, right? And of course, there's differences between needing a rest and being lazy. Mm-hmm. But you need to also be intentional with rest. Like, it's so important. Um, so, yeah, those are my my two takeaways there for uh, that last question.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and it does sound so meta from sales of, like, you know, being an account executive, for example, and you're asking discovery questions to a lead, and you're saying like, "Hey, what happens if you don't take action? What's going to happen to you in like a year from now?" <laughs> and so it's just funny that that mindset set that you want to put to them, we should also put on ourselves too.
1: Yeah, it's it's super powerful, and you know, I most people don't think like that because. They don't realize the negative consequences of Mm. procrastinating. It's, and it's, it's insane that society, our brains are, you know, uh, programmed to do the opposite of what actually is helpful. Like your, your brain, your ego wants you to like skip that workout. It wants you to skip that prospecting and just take a, take a playoff or take a break. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's powerful. The mind is a powerful uh, the mind can be a powerful tool in both ends of the spectrum. And so one of the things that I do for that, just, uh, an add on to the last piece is, you know, how can I train my, my brain and my mind in those situations when I'm left, I'm left with the decision, do I procrastinate or do I actually take action? I think meditation has been super helpful mm-hmm. for me to get clear on like, these are just thoughts that are passing by. These aren't actually, this isn't actually reality. So Um, for anyone that's been thinking about like, how do I actually in those moments make that right decision? I think meditation has been something for me that's really helped and then journaling too.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And thinking back to, um, yeah, that this, you know, meditation is going to be that practice for you so that when you're in those moments, those thoughts can come up for you and yeah, realizing, okay, this is just something that's coming up for me right now. I'm going to be able to get through this or make the right decision and I'm just curious, Anthony, is there like, do you have a coach or an accountability partner when you're working on all of this or when you've shifted all of this in the past three years? Yeah.
1: So I've been going to therapy for the last four years. Mm-hmm. Um, for the first year in therapy, I like kind of BS my way through. And then when all that happened with my, my family, I finally like accepted what my reality was and was able to like surrender to that. I actually needed help. And mm-hmm. so I have my therapist, or I really consider as a mentor, I have like a, like a spiritual mindfulness, um, coach. And then I have a, I have a trainer at the gym and I also have, uh, like a performance coach that helps with like my goals. And so like I invest heavily into that because mm-hmm. I realize one thing, I don't know much. And when I yeah. admit that I don't know much, it gives mm-hmm. myself space and allows me to eliminate my ego to admit that there's probably someone out there that could actually help me uh achieve the things that I want to achieve better than I can do it on on my own. So, um obviously like it's an investment, but I'd rather get the help than try to do everything on my own at this point. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's like having the team behind you and yeah, it's, you know, we we're really good at sales, for example, but when it comes to maybe like meditation or mental health or, you know, going to the gym and training, like there's other people out there that I want to have on my side because yeah, like even in, I, I hired a trainer that I go to on Thursdays at the gym. Mm -hmm. And when I first started doing it, I was like, I, I hate this. Like, I absolutely hate this. And I've been going consistently for like six months now and I wake up two hours earlier than I have like normally do every week. So I hate that part of it. It's dark now, but after I get out of there, it's like the best feeling ever. And that didn't start at first. I mean, at first I felt like death after I got out of there, but yeah, like, but the, the shift in it and I feel better. I always feel better after I go there and you know, I'm already, I'm seeing results of it, but like having that accountability person there and You know i go with my neighbor too so it's like just all of it's pretty powerful and then it's even put in my mind to hey what what else can i do like this in other areas of my life where maybe i can have an accountability partner or start doing some of these things on on my own too
1: 100 um and what's funny is like most people don't realize how much money they waste on stupid things that could be (laughs) invested back into themselves like um it's so powerful to have like that board of advisors around you for the different areas that you really want to like improve upon. You know, Mm -hmm. I could read all the books in the world, but if I don't like have someone to talk to about it, I'm never going to really take action. Um, I'm talking about like nonfiction type self-help books, but like, but yeah, I think there's such a big opportunity for folks to get the help they need. Um, and for anyone listening, it's, actually more courageous to ask for help and admit you need help Mm -hmm. than to try to do everything on your own. Um, Once I actually started asking for help, I saw that I was able to actually help myself more than, Mm -hmm. than, than I was before. So.
0: Totally. And I'd say that, you know, some of us feel shy about asking for that help too. Like we don't want to put a burden on someone else. Obviously there's way to pay for help, like part of the training that I do, but even just small things out there, like ask people for that initial help. And most people are pretty motivated to help you out just to get started with things. So I would just say that too, is like, don't be shy about asking someone for help. And they have probably been in the same shoes as you at some point, and they're now an expert about it. So for anyone listening, I'd say, just get out there and start asking questions to people too, and you'll find the right information.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Um, people are, people are out there that want to help Mm -hmm. for sure.
0: Totally. Awesome. Well, Anthony, thanks so much for talking about that and, and, you know, being so vulnerable about your story and what got you here today and all the success that you've had, where can people find you?
1: Best place to find me is my LinkedIn. And then my website has a bunch of information for my newsletter. That's free every friday one new prospecting tip that you can read in under four minutes um and there's some more information to to work more closely with me and uh get that information too
0: sweet sweet and what's the url for your website
1: it's my first and last name dot me so anthony natoli dot me natoli like cannoli or ravioli
0: (laughs) (laughs) easy way to remember it awesome anthony thank you so much again And thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Shake Sales. We'll see you next week. Bye.
1: Thank you.